Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD, what if you're more organized than you thought? With us in our virtual studios, Dr. Kirsten Milliken. Um, we're going to get into the show today, which I think is a good one. But before we do, we want to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing our show to you. They've been a, a standby for us for a really long time. We appreciate their support. And in celebration, we would like to give away free copies of Attention Magazine in PDF form. To get yours, it's real simple. Just listen to our show. Uh, we'll share a secret word a few times. Write that down on a piece of paper. Listen to another show. Write down the secret word of that show. So you have two of them. Send me an email, attention at attentiontalkradio.com, and we will forward it off to Chad. We will get you a current copy of the Attention Magazine, and then we'll get you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a tip that we're going to run with Chad, and then we'll get into the show. Are you up to date on the latest ADHD information? Do you need expert advice and tips to help you or a loved one manage ADHD? Sounds like you need Chad's Attention Magazine. Each issue covers relevant topics, resources, and strategies for parents, caregivers, educators, partners, and adults. So start your digital subscription today. Visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, everybody, uh, I'm excited about tonight's show. Uh, this is really kind of in our sweet spot of topics. Uh, there's two parts of it. One is just shift your mindset um, to actually realize that you're probably more organized than you thought. And then number two, talk about what that looks like and how to do it and why it makes some sense. So I have a, the perfect guest for us to do that, and that's Dr. Kirsten Milliken. Uh, she's dynamic and unique clinical psychologist and certified ADHD coach who lives and works in Portland, Maine, however, she recently moved uh, to uh, Tennessee. She has ADHD and has used her insights and knowledge of ADHD to develop her playful style. Kirsten espouses that play is the best non-medication intervention for people with ADHD. Her book, Play ADHD, Permission to Play, A Prescription for Adults with ADHD, is available at Amazon.com. And you can check out her website at worldofadhd.com. And with that, Kirsten, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Good to be here. I haven't talked to you in a while. I know. It's been a while since we've had you on, but uh, I'm excited about this. Everybody, here's what this is all about. As I've coached over the years and studied Dr. Russell Barkley's model, I've really come to realize that when you have ADHD, if you're going to implement a new organizational system or a new habit, it takes two things. One, you have to pause and think about what the new system is or what you're doing, and that requires you to use your thinking mind, your working memory, 
And that can get a bit of a challenge. And so people tend to escape. And so they just don't go there. And that coupled with the fact that my older son graduated with a degree in industrial engineering, uh, which basically he engineers processes for companies. He had said something one day and it just kind of dawned on me, whenever you do anything, the first thing you have to do is map out your current process. And I have uh, taken that forward and coaching people. I, a lot of people, I'm disorganized and I know you are organized. I can prove it. And literally as of yet, I have yet, I can always prove that there's an existing system. Now it's not always the most efficient system, but there's always an underlying system. And there's a reason the system is the way it is. And as I have learned, there's a cognitive reason why it is. And if you don't understand the current system and the cognitive reason, you're not going to be able to really make any adjustments that work. So I found a lot of luck and uh, just tweaking systems. And so I invited uh, Kirsten on. Uh, actually, this is kind of a little bit her idea is that uh, that uh, if you think about it, you're probably a little bit more organized than you thought. And, and I think that's a first, Kirsten, I want to talk about the mind shift change because we have a tendency just to look at, you know, we have stuff all over the place. Oh my God, it's an emotional reaction. I'm not organized and whatever. Um, and we have to adjust that because if you think about it, you're organized, you wouldn't be here. Just like people say, I'm not motivated. Well, as Dr. Olive already once said, if you weren't motivated, you'd be dead. And if we begin to think about <laughs> things this way, it changes it. Like the other thing he said too is everything you've ever done in your life, you did it because you were motivated to do it. And you think about that, like, well, maybe I didn't do my homework, but I was motivated to play Xbox. But needless to say, let's get into this in the mindset of a lot of people just have an emotional reaction and they go to I'm unorganized or I'm disorganized. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that, you know, again, we go back to a lot of what you talk about, you know, when you come up with the, the 10 ways to do something, the 10 ways to be organized or whatever, oftentimes people who are neurodivergent or have ADHD don't fit into those. And so we assess our situation and think, well, I don't fit into that, so I must not be organized or, you know, they've gotten to a point where it's, they feel overwhelmed by their environment. And so they figure, well, I must not be organized. So the, the key to solving my problem is to get organized. And sometimes they erroneously try and use one of those top 10 ways to get organized and find that it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, this topic, absolutely. Um, I'm sure way, 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 way back, you and I talked about this at one point because I had an office that I thought was really disorganized. And, you know, it was just overwhelming me. There was so much stuff in it. And so I hired an organizer thinking she'll have some really great systems for me to put into place and some great ideas. And she did. And we created file folders and put them into drawers and everything looked pretty when I opened the drawer. And then a month later, I started getting notices that I hadn't paid my bills because all <laughs> of those bills were in folders in the drawer, in the folders that I couldn't see. And what I learned from that was that my organizing system had to be very visual. If I couldn't see it, it didn't exist. And I put things in places that logically made sense to me and was not a drawer. So I just had to figure out a different way to have a visual system for myself that maybe didn't look as cluttered, but where I could still see things. Oh my God. Um, and I've, I, yeah, I've moved forward with, I mean, so, I mean, right now I'm sitting at my desk and it's a little bit cluttered. It's not bad, but even as early as this weekend, you know, I just recently moved. And so mm -hmm. we moved into this house and I have a new refrigerator and it was really bothering me how the shelves were set up. And I kept, we kept on having expired food. I've only been here for two months, but already I'm throwing food away. 
And I read an article in the New York Times about organizing your refrigerator the other day, and it said to get clear containers that, you know, most people use them for their their dressers mm-hmm. or for their desks or things like that, but you can use them and put them in your refrigerator and you label the front of each of these containers and you make them so that they're deep enough to go on the shelf. So you can just pull the whole container out mm-hmm. and then you can organize your refrigerator. So now I have containers in my refrigerator that have to do with here's the meats and you know, all the sandwich stuff. And I've got another one for leftovers and I've got another one for condiments. And now I know where everything is in my refrigerator and I can see it. So mm-hmm. it makes sense to me, and I'm mm-hmm. not throwing things away as much. So well, I've I, had to learn what my system is. That, that, I love you had to learn what my your system is, which at the end of the day, it's just observing yourself. Because if you just watch exactly. yourself and your behaviors, you can kind of see your system. And I want to two things I want to just comment on to, to leverage what you said is I've had people before where I've coached and they've hired professional organizers and it all gets put away and it's interesting because it all ends up back where it is and i'm saying have you ever thought right. that it is where it is because there's a reason for it like the stuff that you deal with every day is next to your computer because that's what you're working on and that's part of just you know just watching yourself and realizing it's there for a purpose and then i'll never forget i got called by a psychiatrist one time it was funny because he actually he first texted me and said, hey, you know, I, I think I need coaching. And he was actually referred to me by another psychiatrist. One of the, he's got ADD. And he said, I'm a mess. And he sent me pictures of his office. And I, I swear to God, every drawer was open and every, every, every drawer, <laughs> the closet, there's piles of stuff all over with. And I looked at him and I said, he's like, I'm disorganized mess. I said, no, it looks like, number one, you're very visual. And it looks like you have piles. It's all by category. And we started working together and – after he was resistant at first because it looked visually unappealing, but after I started talking to him, he began to realize that he can put his hands on everything. He knows where it is. It just doesn't look very good. Then he began to realize that he did a lot of forensic work, not just he – he saw patients, but there was stuff in his office related to that, and his forensic work was there was another part of the room where those cases are, and the ones that were kind of – they weren't wrapped up, but they were kind of like floating along. We're in his dining room on one side of the dining room, and then the closed cases were on the other dining room. And it was funny because when he got down, gone, gone, I guess I'm more organized than I thought. And I said, yeah. But I had to tell that story because it goes back to you. Is It's out of sight, out of mind for him, and he sees it categorically. Yeah. And so one of the things that's it's weird is I've, I've coached people before when it's out and it's unappealing. Well, what do you do? Well, I basically say, what are we going to do to make it look like it's supposed to be there? Like put it in a box or put it in like an outbox. And, and literally exactly. just that mindset of just like how do I make it look like that's where it's supposed to be so that other people don't judge it? it sometimes, I mean, sometimes it takes a little bit of creativity to figure that out, but it, it's so much easier to solve the problem that way. And it sounds like you've really adopted that yourself. Absolutely. Container, the container store is your friend. And or, you know, any hardware store that has an organizing system in in, in the aisles. Um, You know, I just, I think that that's brilliant right there is to make it look like it belongs there. So if you can find a space to put it in so that it's delineated, then all of a sudden it doesn't look as bad and you can say, well, yeah, that's my, you know, closed spot or that's my bills to pay spot or whatever. Um, I, you know, it, it's really funny. I think about all the times that my partner Perry will take something and I said, I always, you know, you know, moms, put it back where you found it. 
Yep. And he will say, but it doesn't make sense where you left it. So he put it someplace else. And when I go back to find it and it's not there, there's nothing more maddening because I knew in my mind, I, I could see like the scissors in the drawer where yes. they were supposed to be. But he thought that they belonged in another spot. And if he's not home, I don't have the scissors. So, you know, it doesn't matter if it makes sense to other people. And even if you can articulate what that organizational system is, but if you know where things are and they feel like they should be in a certain place for you, that's part of your system. Obviously, Absolutely. getting a coach like Jeff or somebody else figure out to articulate what that is, it's helpful because then you can apply it as you move forward and, and try and uh, be more organized yeah. in other areas. So, so I want a, a real short story, and I want to kind of move to break. Um, you know, Kirsten, you know my, my my Jan. She's like she's been with me forever. She's my my assistant. I and know. Periodic goddess. I know she's because she's she's the brains behind me. Let me tell you. Anyway, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll have some thing, and we use Dropbox a lot. And I'll call her up, and I'll go, "Hey, here's this thing. It's 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 an odd duck. Like, where does it go?" And I'll ask her, like, logically, where does she think it goes? Because we both have to be able to find it. And she'll say, well, it kind of goes over here in my mind. And I go, yeah, but it kind of goes over here in my mind. And what we'll do invariably is we'll save it in the folder where she does. And then where I think it is, there's a Word document that says, Jeff, read this. And then it's got says, go look over there <laughs> as, a, as a map for me to remember <laughs> kind of where it is. Because I can't change the way that's I funny. think. That's how – it's too effortful for me to go searching around and find if it doesn't like, make logical sense. So I just leave myself a breadcrumb and say, okay, Jeff, it's not here. Go check over there as a means so that I'm not changing myself. I'm kind of working with it. So um, when you go to think, break oh, – go ahead. I was just going to say that's a good way to point out, though, that sometimes um, talking things out with people about where you're going to put, put things or wh- why you're putting them in a certain spot – is a great way to kind of identify your organization um, absolutely. rather than trying to keep it in your head. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. So. All right, it's a lot easier on working memory. So we're going to go to break here for a second. And uh, Kirsten, just you have a new website, worldofadhd.com. Just tell us a little bit about what that's about. Absolutely. So uh, Chris Mitchell and I have a campaign called the World of ADHD where we are asking for people who have ADHD any age – to submit pieces of um, artwork. And artwork is a loose term. It can be, you know, designing clothing. It could be paintings. It can be pottery. It can be drawings, anything. Um, Or written work, uh, again, in almost any format, uh, to show people in the world how talented and creative people with ADHD are. Um, So if you go onto the website, worldofadhd.com, and onto our Instagram or or, uh, Facebook pages, you can see some of the pictures and and words that people have have donated to to the cause to the campaign and we also have interviews with people about how adhd has helped them to um be successful in their lives so that's a that's a third component that we have it's 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 very inspirational christian's always about bringing the community together so everybody check that out world of adhd.com our secret word today is more our secret word today is more and with that we'll be right back after these messages Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. 
transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Kirsten Milliken, and we're having a conversation just uh, like imagine. What if you were more organized than you thought, and we're telling stories to help people begin to shift your mindset and actually move away from that you're disorganized and actually do a little self-observation and be able to notice how you actually are more organized than you thought, and if you – want to become more efficient, it's a little bit easier sometimes just take existing systems and tweak them. And so I have a story that I want to tell and get your comments on this, but I, I'm going to tell this particular story, but it's a metaphor. It really plays out a lot, I think, for other people. I was coaching an individual one time, and they, were, uh, they, wanted, they wanted coaching because there was their living room was a mess, and she had people coming over. And as I talked about it, it was basically she said, she, I got to put everything, I, it all goes back into my office. And I said, I'm sorry, what do you mean your office? Well, I, this stuff is late you know, on my ottoman and my couch. And she said, it's got to go into my office. I said, well, let's stop for a second. All that stuff is around you, right? She said, yeah. Well, isn't that my office? I mean, that your office? She said, no, my office is in the other room. I said, but do you ever do work in there? And I caught her with that for a second. She's like, well, I go, well, it sounds to me like your office is really more of a storage closet than it is an office. And she started resisting me a little bit emotionally. I said, let's just think about it. Everything that you do, like it's all within hand's reach from you, either the side table, the ottoman, on the floor, or on the couch. If that's where you do your work, that seems to me that's where your office is. Putting all this stuff into your office is all going to come back out to where it is. And she was – it took her a little bit, but if you sit there and you look at the evidence, I mean it's, it's kind of irrefutable that that's where she did her work. And I said, you know, if you're going to work with this, either two things, either you have to acknowledge your living room is your office and adjust accordingly, or you have to understand why you're in your living room. Well, it's more comfortable, right? If you want to do work in your office, you have to be more comfortable, or as I find – People have a tendency to do work in the areas where people are, so they end up in the kitchen or in that area because there's people in that room. And so we had the conversation. I said, you know, what would it be like if you got a cart? And I have this interesting kind of cart in my house that I have one of those closets that it's kind of narrow to kind of get in. It kind of slopes down, and it's hard to get back there. So I bought this cart that I pull out, and I put things on, and I slide it back in. It's just a lot easier than doing that. And I said, imagine if you had a cart. And you put all your office stuff on the cart and it was right there so that when people come over, you just have to grab a few things, slide the cart into the office, and then the cool pull the cart back out. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm sharing this story because I think it's representative of – this is watching your behavior. She was more organized. I mean that was her office, but her mind was saying, no, I have this office called an office that she didn't really use that way. And in the moment she began – she did that work there. We began to say, how could we tweak this a little bit to make it easier for her to move him back, and we came up with that idea. Again, I see this playing out all the place. Again, a lot of times um, kitchens have a lot of stuff in because that's where people do work, and I'm like, well, you need to make that make some sense. Thoughts on that? Do you see this play out from your perspective? I, I, again, it goes back to 
people want to define their spaces or how they use things traditionally, right? Our living room yep. is our living room. It's where we entertain people. That's not my office just because I move my stuff out there. So it's funny because you were the, I think your idea is brilliant to have the cart and be able to move stuff out. I was thinking like in my house, my office and my living room are both probably about the same size. The office is probably a little bit smaller, but, you know, if that was my situation, I could actually turn the office space into a living room instead mm-hmm. if I was more comfortable being out in the other room. And so it really is thinking about how do you want to use your space? You don't have to do it the way everybody else does it. Yep. Um, and, 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 and just and, figuring out, again, yeah, what works for you. And it's, and it's, it's, you're getting over the mindset and saying this is actually what happens and how it works. Again, this self-observation and realizing right. that you actually have a system and a changing your mindset around that system. So I got another one I want to walk through. A lot of times because people come like, you know, my bills don't get paid. And they, want, <laughs> they have some system they want to come up with. And it's invariable like, well, let's just map out the current system. And it's interesting because I'll say, well, you know, let, walk me through a life of a bill. And they say, well, you know, I pay my bills. Like, no, no, no. Like, like imagine, like, okay, well, the bill shows up and I'm just starting with a mailbox. This is a true story. Bill comes to my mailbox. I said, okay, well, when do you get the mail? Either when I'm coming or going from the house. Okay, well, that makes sense. It's convenient, right? So tell me what happens. Well, you know, I get the bill when I'm coming in. It comes into the house and makes it into the kitchen, or I get the bill on the way out, and, you know, it sits in my car. And I'm like, okay, so when does it make it into the house? Well, that's problematic, okay, because once it (laughs) makes it into the car, it doesn't really make it into the house. And I go, okay. So let's talk to me. Well, it sits next in the kitchen counter until it makes it over to the computer. Okay, and then what happens? Well, you know, at some point in time, something's due, and I sit down, and I pay those bills. Except, you know, the ones in the car are kind of, you know, they're challenging because I, I never find the bills. And I said, well, okay, so what I'm hearing is, is when you're going by the mailbox, that's when you're getting the bill. I say, let's do this. Under no circumstances ever do you get the mail when you're leaving the house because what happens is it goes into the car. And when it makes it into the car, it never makes it into the house. Let's just say we're picking up. And when you pick it up from the mailbox and you're coming into the house in the kitchen, there's a trash can. If we can just get all the garbage out, just whittle it down just to the bills, okay? If you can just do that because you're at point of performance, you're bringing their counter, and we put a trash can right there. Huge change in bill pain. All we did was say, okay, under no circumstances – pick up the mail on the way out of the house, and when you bring it in, let's get rid of all the junk first, and then it would make it over, and it wasn't nearly visually daunting because there wasn't so much paper, and it was just the bills that had to be paid, and when they went to the website, this person would just pay from their their bank account, not different websites, and again, that's just an example of just watching yourself and going, hmm, I'm realizing I just have to not pick up the mail on the way out. And I just have to get rid of the garbage on the way in. Big difference. You just cleaned Again, up. They're cleaned up a yep. system that they already had. Yeah. Absolutely. Tell you what. Let's go to break, and we'll come back with some other examples to have people work their way through this. Again, our secret word to today is more. And you've got to check out Kirsten's website and be inspired by it and make, make a contribution if you're <laughs> a creative. A world of ADHD.com, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. 
other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a wonderful conversation with Kirsten Milliken about uh, ADHD. And imagine if you were more organized than you thought. Uh, she's talked about her personal experiences. We've given a couple examples uh, for people to understand this concept of watching your behavior and mapping through. Um, you know, Kirsten, I'm interested in any other ideas and examples you have, but I think one of the challenges about this is a lot of people were probably going, but they're likely having an emotional reaction. Yeah, but I can't do that, or, or they're, they're, it, they feel threatened by it, or people around them, and so they, they resist doing this as opposed to maybe using their creativity and, and saying, hey, how can I put a little bit of work on this to make my life easier? And that emotional resistance sometimes I think is really what gets in the way. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I have a big thought on that, actually. Um, and, and that is that, first of all, everybody, whether they have a different brain or are neurotypical, has an issue at one point or another with organizing themselves, either you know, their space, their thoughts or whatever. So it's something that almost everybody can relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my favorite sayings is, you know, your brain is, is a factory and not a warehouse. And so a lot of times when we're trying to make these changes, we're trying to create these systems for ourselves or trying to figure out how to organize our, our space visually or our ideas that we want to implement, try and do this all in our heads. And that's what, like you talked about, working memory gets taxed, and mm-hmm. that can create anxiety in and of itself. And so I think one of the biggest hurdles to get over is to share whatever your thoughts are, whatever your struggles are with another person. And it can be mm-hmm. your partner. It can be, it can be your kids. I've used my kids before to help with this kind of stuff. It can uh-huh. be a coach. It can be a friend, whoever to talk things out about, you know, what is happening that you're stuck on by getting it out of your head and, or even just writing it down on a piece of paper, it helps you to start that organization process and, the, and uh, understanding and identifying what your system is. Um, somebody else might be able to see your system before you can, because they're, they're not living in it. They're not living, you know, thinking about it all the time. And so you get the benefit of somebody else's, you know, fresh impression of something. So I just think that as soon as you bring in another person, you've given yourself a huge advantage in yeah. moving forward uh, and creating your system. I really want to 
stop here and accent what what Kirsten just said everybody was absolutely brilliant it's hard to hold the thoughts and the visualization of all that stuff in your mind and when you're interacting with somebody and having a conversation it's it's interactive uh, you're getting nonverbal communication and maybe tips that either are helpful or what I call uh, cued recall like you might somebody might say a word and you, you might cue a thought about something else that's a different thought but it's a related thought to come up with an idea to solve the problem and so I have one like kind of last example that I'd like to walk through explain it because basically this is an individual that I, I talked about <clears throat> this is a person who their working memory is a bit of a challenge which I'll come to in a second and Kirsten I'll be interested in your thoughts because you're a big digital person Bottom line is the person one day came to me and said, you know, I'm a hot mess. I'm disorganized. And I said, no, no, let's just walk our way through this. And she said, I got lists all over the place. And I said, tell me about how these things happen. It took a long time to ask the questions. But by asking like, okay, what happens? Well, I'm in a room. I have an idea. A thought comes to my mind. I write it down. I go, that's brilliant because if you have an idea or a thought that you need to do something with, it's point of performance. You're writing it down. You're getting out of your head. I don't know of any ADHD expert that doesn't say that that's a really good idea. I said, then what happens? Well, then I have that thought written on that list in that room, and you know, I got a list in the bathroom, the bedroom, the you know, living room, my, my car, and I go, okay, so those are all really good ideas. I said, so what's at issue? She said, well, I, you know, I, they're all over the place. I said, oh, so the idea is if you have something that you need to do and you've got it down, the question is how do I get that thought to my future self? It's, you know. In the future, two days, I will be going to the grocery store. So how do I get the notion that i got to get eggs to make my future self in two days when I'm getting out the door? And I was saying that, and she goes, oh, I guess if I wrote it on a Post-it, I could take the Post-it and stick it in the other room. Because what happened was is she was writing all the thoughts down on a notebook, and they're all commingled. And it's too effortful to go uh-huh. and write that stuff all over the place. <laughs> and so in that process, she came up with the idea of – just her, her notepad, she just got post-it notes, and she would write the idea, and then she could take them, like this one goes to the car because that's got to get to my future self to the office. This one's got to get to the bathroom. This one's got to get to the refrigerator. And it was amazing for a couple reasons. Number one, talking through it. We were just talking about what, what we were doing, and she came up with the idea. Uh, I threw the future self in because that just sounded like what they're doing, but that's the first thing. Secondly, there's a lot of people – who use digital means for this, and they write things down, but they have different apps and different organizers, and it's out of sight, out of mind, or they get overwhelmed. It doesn't really make it to them. Other people more paper-based where they write it down, and the idea is you know, it's too difficult to rewrite it, but, oh, if I just change the tool, is this a tip, a trick, or a strategy? I don't know. It's just a different tool mapping to her brain so that she can see it, and then she t- takes it to that location, and then she aggregates it. Huge difference for her. And understand that she could see it all. Like if she had like a shopping list, she could stick all the post-its on the counter and take a look at what's there. Again, another collaborating with somebody to understand your existing system to come up with an aha to make a small tweak on something that's effective. <clears throat> makes sense? I mean basically we're playing out. And, it, and, makes, and, and it makes sense. It was seeing, you know, digital is great, and I use digital, but I'm also a very visual person. So if I don't have an audio reminder that that digital item is there, I'll mm-hmm. completely forget about it. So, and the other thing I was thinking too, is that when we write, we actually process things differently into our memory than if yes. you're just typing it in or 
or like I dictate things that I need to remember into my phone sometimes. But again, then I have to put a reminder on it to go back and look at it. So um, there's so many different ways to, to organize. And again, you just have to realize what you need and where things need to be so that you remember to use them and to, you know, to do the things that, that you've thought of, the, the ideas or the tasks or, or what have you. You just said something I think is really, really important is that the one thing that I've learned whenever you're dealing with this with the ADHD, it's got to be convenient. If it's not convenient, yep. you're not going to do it. And so exactly. the idea of I'm going to dictate something and I've got to leave a post-it to know that it's there, that might seem challenging for people. Like I don't really want to go through that exercise, but if, if you have a thought and you dictate it, point of performance, writing it down for some people, that could be the obstacle to actually getting out. So and just – stating that but then having to write that notion to know where that is or to title it is that one thing it might seem strange or like oh my god that's a lot of work but at the end of the day sometimes that's the system that will really work for you and you need to own it because if you go look for some other tools or try to change the way you do it it won't work and so i like what you just described and the note i have to leave write it down so i know where it is that seems eh, but it's it it works so if it works you know as i've learned if it works let's not it. break it don't fight <laughs> it <Yeah. laughs> all right any last thoughts or comments before we wrap this up no just love love your don't try and fight it you are who you are your brain works the way it works for a reason and yeah just Figure out your system and, you know, get, get somebody to talk to if you're struggling with what your system is or how you, how you want to be, uh, you know, organize your space or your thinking or whatever. So, yeah, so oh. actually you, you triggered something. I want to I throw this out there. I run into this a lot, and I'm going to tell you a short story. There's a lot of people that have ADHD out of sight is out of mind. If you have a task, you might have to put it on the island in the kitchen because if it's not there, you'll forget about it. Okay? That is a pr- productivity yes, thing for you. Your partner might walk in and be overwhelmed by that because that's visual clutter. Both of them are a working memory issue. One of them is I, I have to see the item to cue my memory to do something with it. And somebody else might say, oh, there's too much around here. It's cluttering my mind, and I can't think. <clears throat> Here's the but thing. that's a system, Jeff. That's it a is system, a system, Jeff. but you're interacting <laughs> with somebody else. And what I want to sit here and say What's unfortunate, and I really want people to listen to me on this, is it's a difference in style. It's a difference in style. Two people can have a difference in style that relate to their cognitive behavior. Now, I realize that this is a challenge because what happens is, is if you have the diagnosis, you're the one that's supposed to change. There's a lots of people that don't have ADHD, and they have differences in style, okay? Unfortunately, because you have the diagnosis, everybody turns like you're the one that's, that's got to change. And I'm telling you, again, find a way to make it look like it's supposed to be on the island so you can cohabitate and, and advocate for yourself. It's not you. You're not wrong. You just have a difference in style. There's lots of differences in style, and not everything's related to your ADHD. And I'm sharing that to validate uh-huh. some of you. Go ahead. I just want to point out also, so you're saying that and I'm laughing because I'm the one who leaves everything on the table. And Perry is the one who always wants everything cleaned up because he can't stand the visual clutter. So I actually make that work for me because I know that he has a certain level of tolerance. 
And when he reaches that level and says we need to clean it up, that's when all of that stuff that's been piling up gets put away or taken care of. So that's become one of my systems. <laughs> just, just Brilliant. You can make it all neat and uncluttered, or you can use the system of waiting until your partner complains about it and take that as the cue that now is the time to take care of all of that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely love it. So with that, Kirsten, I, I miss having you on the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Jeff. It was great to talk to you again. Absolutely. Everybody, check out her website. Get inspired. Make a contribution. Worldofadhd.com. Our secret word tonight is more, M-O-R-E. Hope you've enjoyed this. Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.